from Los Angeles, California. This is The Relationship Show with Dr. Wendy and Miss Jenny. This is a casual conversation between two friends and colleagues taking serious topics not so seriously. This podcast contains strong language and is intended for mature audiences. It is for entertainment purposes only. Enjoy. What about when people sort of black out when mm-hmm. when they have no memory and somebody might be saying but you did this and this happened and maybe they've repressed it or mm-hmm. they're in denial or blacked out I mm-hmm. mean are those still considered lies or secrets if a person doesn't honestly recall it secrets and lies part two so then can't it be again two different perceptions Mm-hmm. You know, Gottman talks about 80% of all conflicts can't be resolved. And so you have to kind of have each, you know, have a different perception and be okay with it and then move forward. So it's not always cookie cutter. It's not always like my way or the highway. <laughs> and I've never said that before. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that before, but I like it. <laughs> you know, it, it can't. It, you can have your perception of you were blacked mm-hmm. out and blacked out, and you know you don't remember anything. And I can have my perception that these awful, awful things happened. And what are we going to do about it? We're going. So when you're talking about blackout, you're not talking. It can be both ways. It sounds like you're talking about something trauma-based blackout, or like you know we, we've had those conversations before in relationships. So the person's like, I didn't do that. What are you talking about? I don't remember that. Right. right? The whole like it's they start to believe believe right their own lies in a, in a sense right more so, sociopathic though. Yeah. yeah but there's well, also a degree to which yeah. we all pay attention to different things right yeah. so later on well, the three of us may be in different places yes. and somebody might say yeah. you know well what do you remember about about hanging out with Wendy and Candace today you know was there anything different about them and I might mm. remember oh well Wendy was wearing this yellow top and I might remember that very clearly but then have no memory of what Candace is wearing because I'm not paying attention to it right so then five yeah. weeks from now I might be like god she was wearing this beautiful yellow top and but what about Candace's top yeah. how could you not notice Candace's top everybody was talking about <laughs> Candace's top and I was like but because I wasn't paying attention to it I have no memory of Candace's top mm-hmm. right so there could be I, I mean, I've seen those in terms of just little spat arguments between people. It's like, well, it was. It, it, how could you have missed that? It, how it was just happening there? Well, I was paying the valet, or I was thinking yeah. about this other thing. And what to do about it? I knew someone in my past who constantly negated my reality. Oh yeah, you know that person, oh, or oh no, yeah, oh, yeah, I know that feeling. I know that. Oh no, I negate people's realities all the time. <laughs> I thought that didn't happen, Wendy. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I think it did. I know. Yeah, I'm feeling it did, but I'll keep it a secret. Yeah. No, but you know, and and it would make you crazy. It would make you feel crazy, Aww. like what I'm saying. Yeah. And that person had a different perception, but that Mm -hmm. person had a different perception on reality anyway. So, and again, then that goes back to Candace's, you know, whole thing about uh, trauma. And I care more about what to do about it. If someone wants to hold a secret and keep a secret, number one, and we just got a a tweet from someone. I'm not going to use their name because uh, I'm not sure if they wanted us to or not. But that's her her whole point was saying if it causes danger, then then 
that's not okay. Mm -hmm. But there are healthy secrets. Mm -hmm. But who are we to decide what's a secret or a lie in someone else's life? You know what I mean? Unless it's damaging or destructive. Um, And it's theirs to have. Well, I don't know if either of you watch Shaws of Sunset, but I do. Love that show. And if anybody's listening, by the way, because, you know, they have tweeted at certain times. Uh um, Just to let you know, you're always welcome to come on as a guest because we would love to have you. So I love the Shaws of Sunset. It's one of the only reality shows that I watch that's not kind of like a competitive one. And um, this past season, there was a storyline, I'm sure you both know throughout the whole thing, that there was an incident between two of the friends, and one Mm -hmm. of them wanted to, and one of the two people involved wanted to handle it her own way, and asked her friends, who she told about it, to keep her secret for, and because she intended to handle it how she felt comfortable. So, Goldmaster drops a bomb on you early in the season. He doesn't want to get married. Mike wants to get married. Who f***ing cares? I don't f***ing care. I think he'd rather get hit by a bus than get married or even engage. Of course he's not ready to get married. He's trying to f*** every other person, including trying to f*** me in Turkey. She put them in a position where they had to hold her secret. I mean, it was kind of a secret, right? I mean, I guess I would call that a secret. Even though everybody knew, other Mm -hmm. than the other person involved who she had yet to confront. And so that really, when we're talking about secrets and lies, I thought that that came into my mind in terms of holding other people's secrets for them. Mm -hmm. And the other party involved, when he found out that everybody else knew and he didn't know, and he was very upset that nobody had said anything to him because they were keeping the secret for her. Bro. Listen, you all are guilty for not being my true friends. That's what you're all guilty about. It takes a new guy to come in and tell me, instead of my homies that I've known for years. What am years. I supposed to do? Shit? Years. Over a f***ing pinky swear? F***ing show. She's having a pinky swear. First of all, like, it wasn't about a pinky swear. That's just a word. But she's our friend, and she asked us directly. She was like, you guys don't say anything. We can't go run and tell him or anybody else. Like, which friend would do that? And they're both our friends. That's right, yeah. The same way Gigi is our friend, Mike is our friend. If he had requested that from us, we, we would have honored it. So um, I'm wondering what your feelings are about holding those secrets in. I'm not talking about as pr- professionals, because mm-hmm. obviously there's confidentiality and the therapeutic relationship. Yeah. And, you know, client, doctor, privilege, all of those yeah. things. But in terms of socially and in, in our relationships and our personal lives... How obligated are we to keep other people's secrets? Ooh, especially if they somehow involve us, right? There's an extra thread there, right? Like, because in that show, the secret you're talking about did sort of affect the other people because, right, it was a group sort of friendship, right? And it's like, ooh, do you say something? I I believe you're talking about... um, I forgot his name. The guy is getting married, right, right, to, I forgot, Jessica. Jessica. And I think her name is Goldessa. Yeah, Goldessa. Sorry. Yes, thank you. And so, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I I can't pronounce her name. Social lubricant. Yes. Woohoo. I love Shaws of (laughs) Sunset. I love Reza. He's awesome. Reza, please come on our show. I love you. You're awesome, by the way. Um, um, And so I thought that that was interesting And I thought that it was, here's the thing about holding secrets is I totally get what you're saying, but I also think there's an appropriate way to kind of let it be known. Right. I'm just going to say it like it is. I just was like, ouch, right? The way it was delivered. Oh, yes. I felt like they could have prevented that. I I totally get like being honest. I just felt like the intention to, to put it out there 
wasn't the best space and place to do it. And <laughs> how often when in it life, finally came out? Yes, yeah. because it was in public and it just was out of anger. I know, but can I say that was yeah. going to bounce? You know, I am all about authenticity, and when the shit hits a fan and it's messy, it's it's you know, <laughs> life is not like a beautiful Tiffany box. I always say yeah. it's more like a crumpled up Target bag, yeah. and so you know, stuff's going to come out the way it's going to come out, yeah. and maybe that's how. Again, we're not, uh, you know, um, uh, dissecting the Shaws of Sunset episode, but right. I do feel like it's a great example of. Nor am I you making know, attack on gold. Um, gold gold Nessa. But, but the other yeah. thing is, is we're talking yeah. about a television show which is designed Reality. to yeah. come like that. Yeah. Yeah. Go, to I'm elicit sorry. all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and so it is dra- drama, and but but in li- I mean, isn't that real life where stuff comes out and it gets messy and yeah. it's chaotic and bleh, you know, and 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 how do we? heal in that area and how do yeah. we have a corrective experience where mm-hmm. people can love you and move forward and understand like Jenny said like we're all human yeah did you guys believe Golnessa from the very beginning we we all have a slightly different variations variation of what we believed I personally believed her but I thought she was exaggerating why do you think she said it a year later though I think to her credit it was one of those things she thought she'd be able to deal with internally. Yeah, okay. Just like keep it in, it'll go away after a while. And I think it became this ugly cancer and it festered totally. and got bigger and bigger. And ultimately, she was a ticking time bomb and she couldn't keep it in anymore. You I just don't like you! It's okay, go okay. F- yourself! No, you kept trying to f me in Turkey, bitch! You were the one trying to do that! I, I, I certainly. Go, do. Gigi! <laughs> <laughs> you go, hot mess! <laughs> I love people being real, even though it's a reality show that's probably directed. <laughs> I'm just saying to you, like, I, I like when things are not perfect because yeah. that is, that's life. We can't mm-hmm. have everything controlled and organized and pretty. But and, shouldn't we also think about the yeah. other people's feelings? Though? Yeah, but she's, you know, maybe she grew up, I mean, who knows? Maybe there is a little bit of trauma. We maybe know there's she, trauma she, there. I mean, she she's got had, knives all over her house and, and then we know she's been in pain. She yeah. just had an RA diagnosis. What? Rheumatoid arthritis. arthritis. Oh, she did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I mean, missed that. And her. She did. And her. I mean, and her, oh. all of them have families that are from Iran, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. For sure, the cultural trauma and so ass- assimilation culturation. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 And and the let's not even say there are any good reasons for it to be messy or hurtful or, uh, you know, drama, the way it comes out. I'm just saying the way it comes out, it comes out. And you can still, instead of avoid, like you can still do a beautiful healing, even if it is taking a lie detector test, which is so (laughs) sad that they have to go there. But uh, I'm and just, she passed. She passed, definitely. Well, yeah, but anybody yeah, can but pass. The, yeah, I mean, the, the thing about no, no. lie detector it's tests... Are, heart the, rate the, and, yeah, yeah, and I mean, respiration. I mean, they, they, they really detect more like somebody's fear oh. more than whether or not they're really on a, telling the truth. See, I don't think she was lying. No, I, I don't but think again, she was. I think it was her, yeah. her, per- her perception. Yeah, her perception. Like her perception of the situation was... She, you know, I, I don't think she was fabricating that story. I, I just don't. <laughs> and I you can like, look at Mike's body language, by the yes, way. That exactly. homeboy is like, sweating. Thumbs up. He's, he's sweating. Thumbs he's up. fidgety. There's no eye contact. Don't even get me started. You on I agree, but I got to say, in, and here we are again talking about the episode. So we do <laughs> encourage you to go see this. But uh, 
when they did <laughs> when the subject to the shots of sunset <laughs> dissection and i actually think this is it's better than us yeah. dissecting yeah. a case right yeah. of our own oh yeah so um when there was actually the final confrontation between the two of them and they actually sat down to talk about it, right, as we were hoping, like, as mature adults, of course, it didn't go that well, right? Or maybe we weren't because we wanted some good TV. How the f*** can you remember something when we were that f***? Up. I, I do remember. God damn it, I'm telling you, I don't remember. And I'm telling you, if anything happened, I'm sorry. So you're apologizing for trying to have sex with me? I'm apologizing for anything that you say happened. That, that's not an apology. I don't remember. I don't remember. And that's fine. Yeah, but, but I accept that you say and you and don't I'm, remember. But I would rather you say, I apologize. If I did try to have sex with you because I really don't remember if I did or not. I apologize if I tried to have sex with you because I do not remember that night. She wasn't hearing him either because he was actually giving her the apology that she was looking for, but because it wasn't worded the way that Uh, she wanted. Because he did say, I I don't, you know... Okay, we were drunk, and I really I don't remember. But if you oh, said, he remembers. I will. Come on, boy. He come on. Okay, the, okay. Hold on. Yes, I agree. He they they have a lot of drinking on that show, it's by the way. A lot of drinking, and so it is possible that he could have blacked out. But at the same time, it's like if there's a possibility, then just own it mm-hmm. and move forward. Like own it. And the way he said it was touching on it a little bit in a very passive way, as opposed to like. If I came at you in a sexual manner, I apologize. Like, just own it instead of, like, But eh, I thought I kind that of, he did have, say I that. Did, I, I thought he did say, if I did do this, I am really sorry. I am, I, because that's what I heard him say. And I heard him say, I, I, we, there was drinking and we don't, and I don't yeah. remember, but if I did, I'm really mm-hmm. sorry. And okay, that was what I heard. But here again, it's two I different perceptions. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but I just, I, you know, I think for, for Gigi, I, I think she, she needed to hear it her way. Right. Or again, it's the highway. <laughs> Her way or the highway, the Persian highway. So I think that's interesting in in the work that we do, and when we're talking about lies and secrets, is sometimes not about the content. It's just how right that the other person can you can translate it so the other person can hear it and feel validated and supported, right? Because that's kind of what we're we're talking about, yeah, right? And, and so also- that. For G- oh, I'm sorry. No, so oh that gosh, for Gigi okay. to be supported, it sounded like she was very fixated on, I got to hear it just this way. I got to hear it just these words. And I think it would have been interesting if she had been a bit more open to, right? And vice versa for him to kind of validate her a little bit more on that sort of right. level. Right. He was definitely, I don't remember protecting this, themselves. Yeah. And also look at the pa- the secondary gain, which is the passive aggressive. She gets a lot of negative attention for holding on to the secret. Yeah, well, absolutely. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? If people hold on to secrets, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they they get a lot of power out of that and attention. Well, again, we're talking about secrets and lies being used to control either a situation or other people. um, And, you know, we talked about gaslighting, sort of the invalidation of somebody's experience and Mm -hmm. that lies make us 
crazy, right? Yeah. When you're like, but wait a yeah. minute, that's not how I, that's not what I saw, mm. you know? Like, no, no, that sky is actually pink. No, it looks blue. No, no, right, Wendy? <laughs> it's pink, right? Right? And you to know. just go back to the Shaws of Sunset one more time, I do. Keep going, girl. I just want to say that if you remember in the earlier episodes, <laughs> Gigi had a big crush on Mike. Yes, I do. And so I'm saying there's underpinnings in history where this comes from, that here he is and timing is so important and he's getting married and I think she's sad. She wasn't even dating Yeah, I mean, I think, but then she found a very nice young man and you go, girl. Yeah, without any tattoos, which she was very surprised about. I like it. But I'm I'm happy that you brought that up because I thought about that throughout the entire season as well and that nobody else brought it up at any point that they're 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 oh they've always been like brother and sister well i also remember at the beginning of the show those seasons where she really really wanted to be with mike yeah they really see and and he never brought that up either Mm. right so yeah it's the denial of what they could have had yeah yeah so um (laughs) the shaws of sunset yeah, the shots of sunset, right? It's awesome. Moving on. How often do we lie to ourselves? Like, well, we wear masks and costumes every day, and we use selective memory, self-talk, and denial. We can deceive ourselves by believing other people's lies about us. So, like, if you were raised being told, like, you, you're lazy all the time, then you grow up thinking that you're a lazy person, even though everything you do might show the complete opposite. I mean, I see this with clients all the time, that they have a belief about themselves that was programmed into them by somebody important Mm. in their lives when they were young, and then they've come to believe this lie about themselves and internalize it as something that's real. Mm. And so that that's a deception that's not healthy, right? It's it's not a it's it's not a a lie that's that's going to nurture you or Mm. going to bring out the best in you it's going to actually inhibit you any any thoughts on that (laughs) i think you just were going on a roll there it was just yeah i was just thinking about it because we're talking Mm. too about i mean Mm. if we're talking about Gigi, right like Mm. what is she not telling what what lies is she telling herself withholding yeah yeah. Yeah. right right your your selective memory about what you actually Mm. i never liked him or i never did that Mm. or so my mind went two different places as you were talking one is weight watchers (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> because there's a saying in Weight Watchers that says your eating could go private, but your results go public. Aww. And that's mm-hmm. kind of that's I was just mm-hmm. thinking a little bit about like when you think about lies within yourself, you know, right. um, like the secret world of, of that. And then I was also thinking uh, the corporate world mm-hmm. and when people get jobs and and how they maneuver you know, they lie on their applications or they will, uh, you know, uh, go a level up with salary or, you know, say that they didn't use drugs or, you know, or just pretend they're someone they're not. Well, we've talked about this, I think, in another podcast. It may have come up, but men are more likely to apply for jobs that they have uh, 60% of embellishment quali- yeah, of qualifications for, oh, right? Uh-huh. That that they're cool if they if forty percent they don't have they'll still mm-hmm. go in they'll still apply for it and a lot of mm-hmm. times they'll get it and get promoted whereas women will think if I don't have a hundred percent of these 
things or even 90%, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to apply. Like, women are much more likely to hang back and are afraid to go for something if they think that they're unqualified in any way. Hmm. But that connects to another study that I read where they said that uh, women, women are more likely to lie for other people's benefits, whereas men are more likely to tell lies to build themselves up or make themselves look better. So women would be more likely to say, you know, like, you look great and, you know, and everything's perfect to make other people feel better or comfortable, whereas men are more likely to be like, yeah, you know, so I'm doing awesome and I'm doing X, Y, and Z and build themselves up. Which I th think is kind of an interesting thing in terms of gender differences and how we're socialized and also the messages that we get at home. And, cultural, and culturally, how you know, certain sort of cultures that is, we see that a lot, right, with... Um, that it's it's much more part of the cultural makeup, right? To just keep that secret or keep the lie or, you know, just not sort of just kind of keep everything happy-go-lucky, right? And don't, like, make a wave, you know? Because of ego? Is that what you're saying? No, because culturally that's just what's appropriate, right? In that, in that culture, mm -hmm. there's a difference, the gender difference between male and female. Yes. Patriarchal and... Totally. But I think yeah. you're right. No, I think it. I think it's both. I think it's mm. both cultural, but I think it's also an mm. ego protection, right? Mm. I mean, you're, yeah, you're afraid of being less than or being rejected or what will other people think? Or, yeah. yeah, that we can't keep our family together and da da da. da and yeah, this could be useful. You know, uh, Brene Brown, do you know who that is? She's mm -hmm. fabulous, and she has a wonderful TED Talk on vulnerability and risking. And she ta touches a little bit on secrets and lies in this and why we do what we do. So people might really like that. I was also thinking as a nice activity, getting their dream journals out. Dr. Wendy's dream journal. Get out your dream journals, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And maybe write down all the secrets and all the lies, and you can write it in, you know, in, in code if you need to, especially for the teens. I always say write in codes or symbols of the things that you can't put down. But it is really important to get real with yourself, if nothing else, and just to, to put that down to see how that feels. And then, you know, if you wanted to share it with someone, a therapist or a rabbi, a priest, a, a Buddhist, um, you know, a, a friend, you know, to, to see what that feels like to start the ball rolling as far as the concept of honesty and character, morals, you know, your moral compass. I think that also looking at one's family history, the family myth, kind of what what were we told not to talk about oh, yeah. growing up is also mm -hmm. something that is, you can explore in journaling, right? About, we're talking about addictions and abuse mm -hmm. and trauma. Like, what don't you talk to people outside the family about? Or what don't anybody in the family talk about, even though everybody knows mm -hmm. it's going on? Yeah. Um, those are also good things to kind of explore and how they're affecting you. You can try this at home. What advice would you guys have for people who are trying to deal with having their trust betrayed, being lied to, or mm. or learning of secrets. It kind of sounds like a person's um, a little bit on the edge, you know, in the sense of like, my heart's going to get broken. Is that what you're saying? The sense of like, the trust getting broken, um, 
that, that they're on the other end of the spectrum receiving the secret? Yeah. Or, or okay. Yeah. yeah. You're I, either being kept out of the loop yeah. or you are being lied to. Uh, yeah. Oh. oh. I, I would say that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, <laughs> in so working, cute. I mean, with anybody that want to be open and honest, there's many situations, but it, what comes to mind is that um, usually a lot of clients come to me, I know something's up, I can't put my finger on it, right? That intuition, the gut, like, Thank right? you. I was something, just going to say that. Like, gut, oh, there's gut, some, gut feeling. There's something going yes. on, and so... Trust I your gut. Yeah, I don't want to make waves, and so I would encourage the client to not withhold that secret, right, from their partner or family, and just try in some way to have a conversation like listen I feel like something's up and I respect you know this it may be something you're not ready to tell me but is there some way that we can find a middle ground together that I can talk to you about this something's something's wrong right there's, there's, I can feel it there's a gut there's a behavior right and so um, I think that um, there's ways to have to start that conversation one, it's I, you know, I certainly respect, you know, if you, you know, you found things or something that like we're talking about infidelity, like you have some big feelings is one thing, but it's always best to try if possible to have a gentle approach. Like, listen, here's the deal. Here's my boundary. Something's up. Can we have a discussion about this? And I feel like when someone's hiding something, you're yeah. going to find out eventually. Yeah, you really are. Cause I feel like they want to be found out at mm. some point people typically want their secret to be known and they'll say they don't but then they'll leave evidence yeah, or whatever and it's a burden right yeah. you're looking yeah. for relief and i love what you said about gut feeling and intuition i think that is really important also keep in mind somebody's character of who they are or were in the past um i knew someone and they're the, in the past, uh, their their character was they awful. They backstabbed whoever came in that person's path, and they were <laughs> awful. And I said to myself, if that person does that to all these people, why wouldn't they do it to me? Actually, I'm thinking of two other people now in, yeah. in my past, and sure. uh, <laughs> awful, awful mm -hmm. moral compass, and just deceptive, and lying, and secretive, and toxic. And okay, don't let me stop. <laughs> but, but and I just want to say, and the very thing that I thought was going to happen, my gut feeling, you know, I didn't want it to. I said, oh no, it could never happen to me. And <laughs> before you knew it. Secrets and lies flared up and it damaged the relationship, mm. friendship, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Knowing all of these things about someone, how much might we also want to look at what role we're playing in it? Like, what are yeah. what are we choosing to ignore? What red flags are, might, might we, we choose willingly? To accept? Yeah. Because if you are not choosing to not say something and set a boundary then you're choosing to accept that behavior. And a lot of people have that power differential, especially in like corporate jobs mm -hmm. or bosses, supervisors, uh, directors, mm -hmm. um, you know, CEOs. It doesn't really matter, but it, you're, you're held hostage by this kind of, you know, work situation. Mm -hmm. And how often do we talk to people about that? Yeah. Moving on. And what about technology? Let's talk about that. That's the ultimate secret keeper. You yeah. know how? Is it? 
I, I feel like technology it, is the is like the secret killer. I mean, well, it, it like, can be a secret keeper if mm-hmm. you do like catfish or something like that, where you just your whole, you know, uh, identity can be built on a lie um, in order to to get some kind of gain. That is, but you know, that's the ultimate secrets and lies and manipulation, and you can hide out in cyberspace and. There's a lot of ways you won't get busted. Well, I, th- I think I see part of what you're saying, because I think about the Facebook lie, right? And that we know that the more time people spend on Facebook mm-hmm. and social media, but particularly Facebook studies have shown people are more likely to be depressed, right? Because you have this usually false perception like everybody else's lives look so good and they're like having so much fun and look how thin they are and look how beautiful their children are and Mm -hmm. my life it doesn't look like that to me even though your own pictures might be just as glossy and posed and your own posts might be just as thought out to convey your mask your costume Mm -hmm. whatever message you're trying to send about yourself but because you know the reality of yourself you think everybody else does, and, you, and you're comparing it to the representative right. that somebody has posted up on Facebook. And so there's the Facebook lie, right, mm-hmm. that we've constructed. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before, like branding ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. The, this is who we are. We're presenting our representative to the world. Mm-hmm. But I guess the other side of it for me is technology also seems like it's just a big mess that we're all waiting to step into, right? It's Mm -hmm. like you can't hide much. It's all out there. And that kind of leads to the other spectrum, too. People that have to put all the business out there. (laughs) It's just, I think there's a problem there when a person has to divulge every little secret, everything, every trauma, every, right? Then that gets into an issue, too, right? You feel like you have to um, unload everything for you to feel good and to be feel truly connected to another person is to get, we work with clients, right? Like on a first date or something, I have to just tell you everything, right? And that, that's how I know it's going to be the one because that's their emotional sort of connection. That's sort of their attachment. It's, there's a rush and there's drama, right? And there's dopamine, and right? And there's something exciting going on in their life. So I think there's the other spectrum too where there is something healthy about like pulling it back a little bit and not telling everybody everything, if that makes sense. And I mean, I see it on Twitter, on Facebook, people just working out the relationship issues. I'm like, stop, stop. It's just like a live journal. It's stop it. Yeah. Stop with it. And I think it teaches bad behavior for kids. And it's a role, you know, it's a model for a lot of people. Like, I'm just going to put everything out there. And I'm I like, think about that, oh, that website stop. where you could go on. <laughs> and I think at another time in my life, I would have perceived it differently. But now it kind of horrifies me. That there's a website where people put their exes up and write, oh, like, oh, yes. rate them yes. and tell stories mm-hmm. about them. And, Awful. And it's yeah. terrible because obviously it's one person's perception and, right. and one person's perception at a particular time. Yeah. You know, and I think about yeah. that personally when I look back at myself in certain relationships, like, oh my God, I was so angry or I was so hurt. And what I would do differently now with a little bit more perspective and, mm-hmm. and how, as I got older, that would change in certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like, be careful of what you say because it can come back to bite you in the ass, mm-hmm. right? And these really terrible things that you say about someone you genuinely feel right now, mm-hmm. 
maybe in five weeks from now, you're going to regret it. You're going to mm. feel bad that you've said that. Or you're yeah. going to set off a spiral of shit yeah. coming back at you that yeah. is going to be yeah. pretty unpleasant and emotional as well. Yeah. And it's just going to perpetuate this toxic connection mm. as opposed to containing it. You, yeah. And yeah. helping you heal. Yeah. Working it on. out with a therapist mm. or really just relax. Exactly. And come see us. In keeping with the theme of secrets and lies, how do you find forgiveness, right? For other people that have held secrets and lies and even for yourself, self-forgiveness, forgiving others that we've talked about this before, that forgiveness, sometimes you don't have to forget, but you can forgive because the forgiveness is more about you than the other person. It's releasing you from, right? So what are some ways that you can forgive someone who has, you know, shared a secret Mm -hmm. or a lie that is devastating, destruction, just, you know, hurtful? Yeah. What Uh, are some ways? I mean, there are many, many ways, you know, one is a mentor of mine told me that, you know, picture them as a child and would you be more willing to forgive them as a human being, as a child? And again, I'm not suggesting to forget bad things that have happened, right? But on a humanistic level, releasing them, that they're human, right? That they're human, bad behavior. And guess what? I am cutting the cord and getting out of the nonsense. Marianne Williamson says that beautiful saying, I love you and I release you. Yeah. And I I actually um, love her. And I've had the privilege of meeting her. She's really amazing in person, too. She's very supportive. She's very open. She's very giving. I'm sorry, a little plug-in. She has, like, um, at the Saban, um, mm-hmm. she has, like, Monday night sort of support groups. But she does talk a lot about forgiveness, and she has this prayer book that I go to. And I introduced her to some clients. And the prayer book is nice because it, it's a very open to whoever the higher source is. But I say go to your higher source, if you will. Um, it's a process. Forgiveness is just not you wake up one day and do that. It is a grieving process of letting that person go, right? Forgiving yourself for being involved, right? And allowing that behavior to happen to you too as well. Um, letter writing and, and, and sometimes not giving to the person, but writing it and doing rituals. We talk about rich, healthy rituals, right? Like so putting it in the ocean or burning it in the fireplace. Yeah. Reading it to a friend. Yeah. Yes. All those things really mm-hmm. seem to be the universe. I also yeah. wanted to just, I, I, I agree with everything that you're saying, especially finding forgiveness when you're having a difficult time getting there. Mm-hmm. But I do want to comment on the other extreme that... Forgiveness is also something that with a lot of clients that I see that they almost give too easily and can happen too easily, especially Ah, in abusive, uh, you know, survivors of trauma and abuse and that they'll take it on themselves. And then Mm. because they if they can't forgive or they have a moment of not forgiving, they think that it's a flaw of theirs, that there's Mm. some imperfection that they like the cycle of violence. Yeah, right. And it's Mm. yeah, that it's that they're continuing to protect somebody so I also think that in therapy that it's okay to not forgive for a while until you're in the place that forgiveness is also something that should 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 that I think is most productive when earned and when the other person Mm -hmm. actually acknowledges that they've done something wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. giving forgiveness to somebody who won't admit that they did something wrong mm-hmm. just seems a little bit off, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be for your own fantasy that I have to do this in my right. mind so that I can move forward. But forgiveness in reality, doesn't have to mean re- um, 
reconciliation. So I think people get that confused too. They think forgiveness is that you're going to, you absolutely don't have to put up with the behavior. You're, you're not ever, you don't ever have to speak to the person again, or it's just about cutting that cord. And I think a lot of times the labeling of words can be very triggering for people too. So if you don't want to say the word forgiveness, if it's release, letting go, walking away, doing my own thing, right? I love like that whatever, you're talking about yeah. cutting the cord in yeah. a way that you can forgive like I would say forgive, but you don't have to forget Absolutely. what you said. Um, but and Marianne Williamson has a beautiful visualization, a beautiful uh, thing on forgiveness. It's on the iTunes, and it's amazing visualization. Uh, so people should yeah. be aware of that. Yeah, it's a process, too. I mean, it's not, especially when we deal with clients who had severe trauma and some hurt, we've all heard some horrific stories. I absolutely, a thousand percent support and advocate a client who's, mad as hell and 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 just has so many huge fear of course absolutely or you know we look at on you see these parents who've lost a child right from somebody and the person's gonna it's getting ready to be sentenced right and I advocate and support a thousand percent that you know you're not ready that's okay what we're looking at is when it starts to affect your life Mm -hmm. right because I don't think a person um, is a bad person if they can't forgive but what concerns me is the vengeance and the anger is eating them up alive that's a very Important and their fantasies. The Sometimes they have yes, fantasies of getting back, yeah. and yep. and they say it's like giving. You know, the inability sometimes to not forgive is is wishing another person. Um, ill will, but drinking the poison yourself. Right. Resentment is yeah. the poison I drink, hoping the other will die. Yeah. Yeah. It's- there she goes again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Did take that. Yeah, forgiveness yeah. is a really interesting it's thing, hard. and it's, and it's I think hard. that people put a lot of pressure on themselves. But you're right; you can also forgive, let go, and you do, doesn't mean you have to agree with what somebody did. You can did. still be angry. Yeah, you can totally be like, "Screw that person," and that was not okay. But but holding on to that feeling of vengeance yeah. and anger is also a way to stay connected to someone. Yes. Ah. Ooh. Totally. Absolutely. And said. I want to highlight the difference between therapy and life coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're both wonderful, um, but therapy is a place where you can rework that attachment style and that attachment work. Uh, typically, life coaches, they just work with the here and now and give homework and coping strategies and things like that. But therapy, uh, and not that you can't repair that way, Mm -hmm. but therapy goes slower and more intense into family history and the dynamics Mm -hmm. and reworking and being able to contain and really help a client work through all of that painful abandonment, neglect, uh, rejection, and, and be able to give them a new experience. So we are kind of practice people so that we can hold their hope until they're able, you know, to, to feel it themselves. And so there's a lot of role playing and a lot of reworking. And then hopefully when they feel better, they're able to maybe if they're ready and wanting to, um, go and heal those relationships. Hmm. Well, well put. Can I get an amen? Amen. (laughs) Oh, I am good. Before we wrap up here, one last area, and I know we brought it up earlier, um, we're talking about online dating and lying. I have heard personally and professionally lots of different people, different stages, 
going into internet dating, they are lying about their age and their height and their weight. If they're married or not married. married. Yeah, or children. If they're straight or gay. Right. So how might these... Yeah. How might these secrets and lies affect the start of a relationship or finding the person you story. want? Oh, um, go, please. Go ahead. My great story is, is that I did online dating and seemed like a, you know, cute guy, really nice, great profile. And we set up a coffee date and I showed up to the coffee date and it was not the person's picture. Oh. And the reason why it was, it was completely different, right? Physicality, the height, color of hair, color of eyes, everything was completely different. And so I was so taken aback and shocked when he said, you know, I'm such and such. And I'm like, well, I have to ask, like, you don't look, I mean, wait a second. Like, I pull, you know, I, I, I don't think I, I, we had cell phones or I can't remember this, but I just remember I was like, you do not look like you're pictured out. And he goes, oh, by the way, I decided to use my friend's picture. Oh my gosh. Because I have like this. This girl who's stalking me or something. So there was two things already mm-hmm. that I'm like, bye, see you later, right? Like, one, I was like, that not a great way to start off, right? Bye, Felicia. Yeah, bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now it's like, bye, Felicia, see you later. Like, and I was like, and I said, there's so many levels of, I'm so disturbed on so many levels. Number one, it's a lot, you know, that is a downright lie. Number two, do you have your friend's permission to put his picture up online? Yeah. That's a little deceiving. And number three, like to sit there and put out there that you have this person Catfish. stalking you you is a little you got catfished yeah Candace. and so i in i ended the date very quickly but i was really it was a little disturbing so um and i'm not to say that i'm a big advocate for online dating and so that's why we suggest if people do do a coffee date so if you do get into something like that and to be frank with you i don't hear this happening all the time no but because i certainly think that people are like don't do online dating because this happens i know many people that have successful marriages from online dating so i think it's just it's like real life guys right yeah. you can meet a strange person in a gym or right on a street Absolutely. who's just who's putting up a front so and uh the in an opposite example i have so many people i know that got married because they said their age was you know uh, 10 years younger or something and they would not have come up in searches and then when they disclosed it, uh, their real age, um, maybe six, ten dates in, they were flowing and everybody liked each other. So it was okay. But the person did get upset. Like, why did you lie? But they're all married today. So I'm not saying, you know, do it or don't. You have to be good with you. You know what I mean? You know, back in the 50s, that was a big thing to not even talk about your age, right? right. So yeah. now to fudge... You know, the fudge. Well, actually, you know, I mean, that actually happened with my husband and I. That happened with my husband and I, uh, and I did not purposely misrepresent because I don't have an issue. I am, I'm 44, although I always tell people I'm 45. I, I tend, I tend to, uh, to to round up and my husband always makes fun of me because I do that. We're in a great career that allows us to do that, which is so awesome. Yeah. Well, that's nice too, right? (laughs) Because getting older in this business is actually an asset as opposed to everywhere else in in Los Angeles. But it was a mistake that I had made for whatever reason. Paging Dr. Floyd. Dr. Floyd. Paging Dr. Floyd. I had put myself in the wrong age category like by one year and... Was he upset? Um, when I, when we finally talked about it, no, because when I realized it, it was after we had already 
gone out, I think, once or twice, and then I, I realized it because I think I was taking down my profile because I didn't want to meet anybody else, and wow. um, I had a moment of real nervousness. Like, I've got to tell him this thing, and mm. I really didn't do it purposely. Anybody who yeah. knows me would be yeah. able to, like, this is not some, like, I have mm. girlfriends who I have known for 15 years, and I have no idea. I know that they are... <laughs> You know, five to ten years older than I am, yeah. but I have no specifics, right? I just don't. Mm. And that's fine. That's them. My mother, I swear, she, she used to be older than my father. She's now younger than oh him. God, this is, you know, yeah. generational things. I'm not that person. So being faced with that, there was so much anxiety because, oh, my God, on top of it, is he even going to believe that I didn't do it purposely, right? Because you're just getting to know mm. somebody. Very anxiety-provoking. Mm. So the more things that you're lying about or fudging, uh, <laughs> you know, the more preventative it's going to be from keeping you from bonding mm. with somebody, really, because you're going to be afraid that you're going to be found out at some point. And then here's the thing. If you do have secrets and lies and you are ready to tell your loved one, whether it's children or partners or you know family member, and they don't understand you, there's always help. There's always people who can facilitate, you know, those relationships and do the best they can. If you are authentically coming from a place of love and care and, and kindness, um, being humanistic, you only have responsibility to you. And how the other person perceives it, you know, it, it, it is out of our control. So as long as you are loving and caring and do right by you... If that person is supposed to be in your life um, in some spiritual way or whatever, then they will stay and work it through no matter how angry they are. And if they can't tolerate it for whatever reason, because it triggers their own stuff, um, or it's just not time, then as Marianne Williamson says, love them and release them. So there you go. Any final thoughts for you, Candace? You know, I, I guess I just have to piggyback off of what Wendy said, that if you're at a place and a space that you are, you know, you're feeling that the secrets and the lies are affecting yourself and, um, you know, you have somatic issues, anxiety, stress, depression, um, there's issues in the family, um, definitely uh, reach out, you know, and seek somebody. Doesn't mean if you're seeking somebody out, you're going to have to tell anybody. I don't want anybody to think that coming to a therapist or finding supportive presence is going to, you know, there's an agenda that you have to, but I think just having that space to talk it out and have some options is, is really important. And should you need to call 310-712-1230, 310-712-1230, we here at Dr. Wendy O'Connor and Associates definitely can be one place that you can uh, feel safe and understanding that there's some very caring people here. So reach out. Thanks for listening. We hope some of this has been helpful and we encourage you to journal and be as authentically yourself as, as you can tolerate. And we're here if you need us. Text us. Email us. Call us. Tweet us. <laughs> Thank you so much, Candace, for joining My us pleasure. today. So Thank much you. fun as always. Thanks, Candace. Dr. Wendy, thanks for the awesome topic. Thank you, Jenny. And uh, Shaws of Sunset, we are just waiting for your call to come in and, and <laughs> sit down with us. to come on. Yeah, and MJ, I love them all. <laughs> and the high priestess, where's my damn diamond water? I want my fucking she diamond really water. Are. And you know what, Mike, you're invited too because you know oh, I don't want course. him to feel like you know we would now, you know no you we welcome everybody. <laughs> you're all welcome. I feel like he's gonna need some couples counseling coming up pretty uh, soon. So. <laughs> 
We wish you all luck. You've been listening to The Relationship Show with Dr. Wendy and Miss Jenny. A casual conversation between two friends and colleagues taking serious topics not so seriously. Dr. Wendy O'Connor and Jenny J.B. Wilson see clients in private practice in Los Angeles, California, and can be found online at www.doctorwendyoconnor.com and www.jennijbwilson.com. For entertainment purposes only. Sorry. I love shots of <laughs>